This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, did you enjoy the uh, 2023 bill season in this simulation we live in? We tried to make it as interesting as we could, throwing in some surprising even controversial losses, just to not make it too obvious that a team that was projected to win the AFC East and clear 10.5 wins would do not only that, but to do it at the last possible moment. We're doing our best over here. Mike Shope and the Bulldog joined now, as far as you know, on the Western Hotline by Eric Wood, centered on Buffalo podcast host, nut butter enthusiast. Eric, <laughs> we, we had him all the way, right? This season, it was never in doubt that we'd end up here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we everyone thought that at six and six, and uh, yeah, it was very predictable. Yesterday's game was uh, somewhat of a microcosm of the season. Some costly errors early, a late rally, and end up on top. It kind of just seems like that that game could summarize this entire season. But yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride of the season. Give credit to Sean and Brandon, the staff, through the injuries and everything else that's gone on this year, and. You know, some late game mishaps that cost them games. Uh, 12 people on the field for the only home game you lose all season uh, on the field goal that Denver missed. And you still bounce back from it all. You stay together. And now you're maybe the hottest team in football after winning five in a row, including the AFCs. How much of a challenge is it for players to ride that ride? We know what it's like out here for us. Like, I already gave the speech uh, referencing how I felt back in the spring. Like, this is an excellent team. They got just as good a chance to win the Super Bowl as, as any edition of the Bills, you know, recently. But the schedule's tough, so maybe not the one seed and maybe 11 wins, but they still should be excellent. And then, you know, we go through the year and it's, you know, it feels like it's completely slipping away at times. I, I just know from out here it's hard to stay you know, stay the course. How about in, you know, inside on a team knowing that like the ups and downs are going to come and being ready to ride them. Yeah. And that's just something kind of individually in a group you have to be prepared for. And look, this is the NFL season is a long journey. There's a reason that most rookies hit some type of rookie wall because for the first time in your life from July until hopefully February, you're playing football and you consider that coming out of training camp that, usually have some nicks and bruises and dings even at that point of the season. And then now you got 17 more games before you even get to the playoffs. It in, it's, and it's a, it's a long journey. Even on the most successful teams, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be adversity that happens throughout the season. You know, this year 
the Bills, you know, we could list them all. It wasn't quite as dramatic as last year, but this year, you know, the Bills fire their offensive coordinator. The stuff with McDermott comes out. Von Miller, I mean, there was just – there was distractions off the field. And then when you consider the injury bug they dealt with, you know, kind of at the end of that Dolphins game through the Jags game, and then, you know, adapting to life without that. And, I mean, you talk about a resilient group to stay together through it all and a very intelligent staff to make necessary adjustments. This has been, you know, the the EPA or whatever the numbers say, <laughs> it seems like this has been a different offense since Joe Brady has taken over. And I'm really encouraged by a lot of the things I've seen from him. And then schematically what McDermott's had to do on the defense side of the football where, you know, your highest paid player on defense and Hall of Fame pass rusher hasn't had his normal production coming off the ACL from last year. Okay, so – we're going to get a little bit more creative with our pressures. Matt Milano, our best player on the defensive side of the football, he's out for the season. Okay, let's get in more dime packages, and we'll put Taylor Rapp in there, and we'll put Jordan Poyer in the box because teams are starting to talk, target Dotson on obvious pass situations. It's been, a, in my opinion, a marvelous coaching job throughout this season. Culminating in last night's game, Eric, where they hold the Dolphins to their worst offensive night of the season, they do it with – more injuries, including Douglas, and big-time injury, Dodson, too, uh, having to leave the game. So, uh, no doubt, like a pretty much a signature effort and performance there. What was the night like? So, we hear about all the fans who were down there and just how many it is, and you could certainly hear them. I wonder, for all the games you've been to and road games where Bills fans are, you know, everywhere, uh, what last night was. So... Hard Rock Stadium got a lot louder when they put those hoods on it maybe seven, eight years ago. And so I was on the field for pregame warm-ups, and I was in a conversation with some guys, and one of the teams running out of the tunnel, and there's this huge roar. And the, the other team out of the tunnel, and this time it's the Bills running out, and this is just warm-ups. You know, they're coming out in position groups, and you hear an opposite roar. So both, both teams were well attended, but I would say the Bills had the – louder group of the bunch uh, last night in attendance. It was an awesome atmosphere, um, and, you know, the, the game lived up to it. You yes. know, you had back and forth. Um, you had, like we talked, like I mentioned when I first got on, the roller coaster ride, the turnovers early on, the two interceptions thrown in the end zone, the play right before the half, and, you know, it just seemed like the calls weren't going the Bills' way. You know, Dawson Knox, an obvious pass interference against him and then that leads to the next play where josh throws the interception right before the half there was a it's a targeting i mean it's helmet to helmet contact at the goal line against ty johnson that's not called so the bills don't get an opportunity to put up three points it just seems like okay we've seen this happen this year it's it's not going to go our way we're still in the playoffs <laughs> but we let one slip away here well you know the special teams which hasn't necessarily been the strength of this team throughout the season Hardy steps up with the punt return. And then the way the defense adjusted in the second half of the game, you know, I just, what worried me the most heading into the second half was if the Bills weren't able to score early and tie that thing up, which they didn't. They didn't score on their first possession in the second half after receiving the opening kickoff in the second half. That I didn't, I wasn't confident that the Bills could hold the Dolphins under 100 yards rushing again. They gave up over 100 in the first half. And then I'm assuming it's, you know, getting those guys to understand, hey, here's exactly what they're doing in this game. 
you know, with the misdirection, you know, don't trust your eyes in these instances. And from that point on, they hold him to seven yards rushing in the second half. 17 total plays, three three and outs, two four and outs, two interceptions. I mean, it was just, it was a remarkable performance in the second half. With Eric Wood. You know, in your career with the Bills, you wouldn't have had many games where you were at home and the crowd was rooting for the opponent like like this, where you, you're on the road with the Bills and you see it quite often. Maybe New England games could have sounded like that or felt like that at times when you were in the drought years. I don't know. I'm wondering, if anything, what it might do psychologically to the Dolphins in this case with you know everything that's on the line here. This is the team to beat, and this is our chance to do it at home, and like the crowd isn't even rooting for us. Uh, I, I mean, maybe... The, the pro player doesn't think like that and doesn't even maybe necessarily even notice it. But um, I don't know if it could be a good thing. No, it definitely messes with you as a player. We, we rarely ever had to deal with anything like that in Buffalo. The closest I would think would be maybe dating back uh, one of my first three years in the league, so I got trapped in those on. One of those, maybe my second or third year, Pittsburgh came to town late in the season. Okay. We were like barely on the bubble. They had one of their stronger teams. And not we never had to use a silent count, and I stand by that. The Bills <laughs> never had to use a silent count at home, but Pittsburgh was really well represented. But that's more the circumstances where we are as a team. We were as a team at that time, and so you know when you're playing for the division, right? And the Bills fans do what they did in the opposing stadium, like last night after Tyreek Hill called out the fan base earlier in the season about not being as well represented at Hard Rock Stadium as other teams. He's going around, and, you know, this is a guy that came from playing at Arrowhead, and he's used to a really strong home field advantage. And so he called out the crowd earlier in the year, but, you know, you just it, it can mess with you. And kind of like anything, you know, you got to compartmentalize, just not, not let it bother you. But I could see where it would be extremely frustrating where you're playing for the division. Like, you've earned the right. You've been one of the most exciting teams in the NFL throughout the season. And – you're playing for the division, and your your crowd doesn't show up in full, per, full force. Eric Wood on the Wester Hotline with us, his weekly visit following the Bills' division-clinching win over Miami yesterday in South Florida. The Bills will host the Steelers on Sunday at 1 p.m. How would you assess, uh, Eric, just your opinion of where the Bills are at as far as the tank being full or depleted, you're, we're probably going to hear a lot this week about how their playoffs started, you know, weeks ago here. They're, they're, they've won five in a row to get to the playoffs. Um, you know, winning the Super Bowl means winning nine in a row. Um, I don't know. Are you worried at all about them, like, hitting E here? I'm not. And look, I'm not in the locker room on a day-to-day basis. I'm not out on the practice field anymore. But to me, it seems like, an energized group. They had that late bye week this year, and it seems like it's been a different energy from the team since then. And so maybe this is just optimism on my end, but it seems to me like they're they're energized for it. I mean, the first thing Stephon Diggs came up and said to Josh Allen that I saw on video was four more. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fun. This is great. Mission accomplished tonight, but four more games. Like, that's what they're focused on. And, and I'm trying to compare it maybe to a year ago where the DeMar Hamlin situation had just happened. Prior to that, they're snowed in in Chicago, and it was one thing after the other. The amount of injuries and all of that added up to what seemed to be an energy-depleted team 
it, it just feels like the opposite right now. And, you know, where you see injuries right now, there's been the, the depth of this roster is, is showing up. I mean, last night you lose Rasul Douglas, but then Dane Jackson, who's played a lot of quality ball in his career, he steps in. Balen Spector stepped up when Dotson goes out last night. Um, Taylor Rapp made plays, and that's not because of injury. That's because of depth. And on the offensive side of the ball, Shakir, Sherfield, and, man, as I went back and watched some of that all-22, Sherfield, in replacement of Davis, was doing the little things that I generally give Davis credit for. Uh, rub releases where you take one defender, run him into the next, so it's not going to be a P.I., but you're freeing up Kincaid for a long game, Shakir for a long game on the wheel route that got him down near the end zone that set up Dawson Knox. And then Sherfield also runs another rub to free up Dawson Knox for the touchdown. So it just seems like, to me, it seems like this is a more energized franchise in general, especially with the momentum that they're carrying into the playoffs. And um, I'm interested. Do you guys feel the same way? I think these kinds of things, first of all, how much energy they have, I really don't think I could say because right. I, I'm watching on TV and you're around them. You might have a, a better feel for that. I'm sure you do. Um, I'm somebody who kind of thinks those stories get written when it's over, right? Like if the Steelers don't get a lot of respect, if the Steelers win here, like there's turnovers, we might end up talking about that the Bills were just out of gas or something like that. I'm not sure to be right. So, um, yeah, I think I think that depends on how you do. And it's not to say that it couldn't be a factor in how you do, but I think there'd be probably so much variance, just like there is, to your point, which I really liked about how players would sort of be processing the last few weeks, you know? Players tend to say that they're not listening to the noise outside, but if... They're they're down, and then they win a few. They'll tell you how everybody knew that everybody counted them out. Like, so I don't know. I I tend to stay away from that stuff, but uh, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it because it has there has felt like a lot of pressure here for more than a month, if not most of the season. Right. And one more quick thing. You know, I thought you made a great point about how that's generally written after the fact. And you know, I was on the sideline for uh, the pregame for the Bengals game last year when everyone said the Bills came out flat and had no energy. That was as energetic and lively of a pregame. Mm. And when you can't execute and nothing's going your way, are you going to be jumping up and down on the sideline? Are you going to be dancing? Are you going to be having fun? No. There's nothing fun about nothing you're doing working and the other team's manhandling you. And so yeah. does it look like a lack of energy at times? Probably. But you came in fully prepared to uh, yeah. best, best energy out there and i heard the sports update just before um we wrap up just uh make sure i get it on the they they announced pcl injury for gabe davis and that's what's being reported i did that in college um depending on the damage um i didn't miss any games but i got really lucky because the following game uh we had a bye or the following week we had a bye week so um i'm not sure how i would have fared if i had to play that following week and then i've also done grade two MCL sprains, and those are generally you're going to miss a couple weeks. And if he fought through this one, um, I don't think we'd see the TJ Watt out there on the field that we're, we're using, we're accustomed to seeing right. on the opposite side of the ball. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like the the story is for them like try to get through this week some way somehow, and hope for maybe next week uh, you get him back if you can survive. Um, 
you know, as far as the 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 overall here, the you know the 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 how, what kind of form the team is in, and like whether or not you know they're they're like peaking at the right time. I guess I would want to hope, and it, it can only be hope because I'm like you, I'm not I'm not in there either, uh, you know, measuring their hope tank. But I, I think it's been an arduous year. Their coach was under fire. They had a lot of injuries and a lot of adversity, different, more like football, normal football type adversity, as opposed to last year where we had, you know, geographical and weather and near death and all, just a, a lot that wasn't just your typical football stuff. I'm, I would hope here that with the talent that this team has and the expectations that they nail down the two seed, which is as high as they've ever been, that they can just kind of, it's easy to say, kind of be loose. Like, we're, we're here, we're good, and we've got as good a shot at this as anybody in the conference. Yeah, and that's got to be their mindset. And, you know, this defense is peaking at the right time, so there's no reason for that defense not be operating full confidence. And then this offense has shown in the past number of weeks, one, an ability to score when they really needed, and then also – you have a game like last night where they're not running the football as effectively and Josh throws for over 350 yards. And then, you know, you have a game like the Cowboys where you just run it down someone's throat. And we're also seeing more involvement from Shakir, Kincaid, other guys other than just maybe Diggs, where in the past you'd say, well, if they take away the pass or Josh has an off day, we're, we're pretty screwed on offense. Or if they double Diggs, I'm, I'm not sure if anybody else can step up in the pass game you know, or if the weather's bad enough, is this team capable of running the football? It seems like they have enough weapons that if something goes awry in one of the aspects, that they can they have multiple ways offensively to beat you. Eric, I want to run this by you. You may know this these stats already, but percentage of plays over the course of the season when your team's most frequent combination of five offensive linemen were on the field together. So ostensibly like your best five uh Miami not 16 percent 31st in the league New England 19 percent 30th in the league the Jets 13 percent last in the league that's the AFC East the Bills 95 percent those five guys were on the field all the time and I just I, I bring that up once in a while because the injury narrative stuff can just sort of take over and it can sound like excuses you know this this guy's out that guy's out all these things were doomed but it really matters, and I'm sure you would agree, up front to have your five, and the Bills have had their five guys pretty much play all season. They have, and and I believe the number, the only reason it's at 5% is because of times where they've been beating a team too bad, <laughs> and they've taken those guys out because the only series I can even remember any of the starters missing an entire series would be yesterday where Deion Dawkins missed yeah. with the hand, and Ryan Vandemar comes in, and he's in the game for the game-winning drive. You know, talk about someone else stepping up because of injury. And, you know, I, I, I talk to Aaron Crummer most weeks, and not that he would tell me if he didn't like this group, but he loves the depth of this group. Thank God it hasn't been tested. But, you know, you got guys like David Edwards and Ryan Bates, guys that have played a lot of ball in this league. Um, you have a guy in Ryan Vandermark who they're really excited about. But, no, I think this offensive line has been great this year. Have they been perfect? No, no offensive line ever is. But Deion Dawkins has played as well at the left tackle position as anyone in football this year. Spencer Brown has made tremendous strides. I had Deion on my podcast last week, and he was talking about Spencer and how much better he's gotten this year. And then 
Osiris Torrance, um, not a perfect rookie year by any means, and he got taken to school by a really good defensive tackle at times last night in Christian Wilkins, but, you know, he's provided some much-needed size and power up there. Connor McGovern uh, has played well, and then Mitch Morris has been steady and excellent since he first got to Buffalo. Eric, so 1 o'clock Sunday, there's a throwback, a 1 o'clock Sunday <laughs> game. Uh I'm reading Kevin Roth, who's my number one guy to go to for weather, projecting weather in, in sports. And listen to this. So Steelers-Bills, breezy. Sa- Saturday winds maybe up to 50 miles an hour gusts. Tomorrow's even worse than that, I think. Uh, but temperatures in the 20s, wind gusts over 30 miles an hour Sunday, and maybe snow, which is bad. Kansas City, Saturday night for Miami, second half temperatures the the feels like temperature minus eighteen, <laughs> minus eighteen zero degrees plus fifteen mile an hour winds, and then even he writes Philadelphia Tampa looks like maybe pouring rain Monday night for that one. But um, we could have a win game. We could have a win game, and you know when you have a team that you know the Bills are more talented than the Steelers at this point, and much better quarterback play and all that big time favored. You'd hate to have the weather play a factor in this one it seems like it'll play a factor over there in Kansas City as well I mean football forever has been played outdoors and inside so weather is going to consistently be a factor you know this time of year but uh, you'd hate to see something goofy happen I mean the most dramatic I can think back to is the wind game against New England where Damian Harris has the one touchdown in the game we blow that money that football game but yeah you just hate to see something like that because you go into this game, and I always say this, like, we can talk like this. They're not talking about this in team meetings, but this is a game they should win. I mean, you're almost a double-digit favorite in a playoff game. You're at home. You're playing against a backup quarterback and the best defensive player in football who takes a good portion of their salary cap as well is likely not going to play in the game. How much are domes? See, Detroit is not on this list for nasty weather uh, this weekend. How much are domes? Too, they're too much. That's how much domes are. They're too much. That's been decided already. Uh, yeah. I think so, too. Well, the new, hood, the new hoods will block a lot of the wind. That's good. That's, that's right. That's, that's something. They're not going to help us Sunday. It's going to make it louder. Maybe even, Eric, right? It'll make it louder in there. I think it will make it tremendously louder. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing what it did to Hard Rock Stadium down there so assuming it has a similar effect in buffalo it just like circulates the noise as opposed to letting it escape up top and i mean i I remember the first year they put them in miami wasn't very good we weren't very good and it was it was generally a game we go into like i don't even know if we'll need the silent count this game because they're not gonna have that many fans there we got down there and it was loud and simply because of those hoods Right on. Well, here we go. Out of the playoffs, Eric. Great to talk to you as always, and we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, guys. Have a great week. All right. It's our man Eric Wood on the Western Hotline. His appearances weekly here on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com by Arthur Pressman, your DWI and traffic attorney. Don't mail it in. By Northtown Automotive, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And by the Good Feet Store. Don't just live with foot pain. Visit the Good Feet Store on Walden today. Phone lines open now, 803-0550. The Bills, after all of that, get there 
winning the division, home to the Steelers, 1 o'clock Sunday, right here on WGR. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, will talk about last night's win, this matchup, the rest of the wild card schedule here, and more coming up. Also, updates on the injured Bills and some of Sean McDermott's comments. McDermott is speaking now. And even with the injuries that the Bills incurred last night, it seems possible that they'll get away with it. Uh, and maybe each of these guys will be available. Don't know that yet, but it seems possible, and we'll uh, we'll analyze that, especially when Sal is on. Time for a break here, then back to your calls here on WGR. Back to pass, pressure coming. Heaves it down the left sideline, looking for Diggs, and he makes the catch over Eli Apple. Holy cow, I can't believe he got it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.